Hello and welcome to The Stream, a podcast where we talk about movies. My name is John Carlo Altuve and joining me as always, the president of a South Philly emirate and the criterion Nigerian from Ethiopia, it's Nutter Samara. Was that in Johnny Boy? Not much, Nutter. How you been, man? <laughs> Recording podcasts, releasing them. You know me. Big Dick Pod Nutter is what they call me in the streets and on the stream. I've been nowhere. I'm in. You, they know where to find me because I've been around. We've been gone. Uh, yeah, so we have a little housekeeping to huh? do before we get into this episode. Uh, you, welcome you to season two, episode one of the stream. Yep. Uh, we are uh, rebooting. Electric boogaloo in that ass. Uh-huh. Let's just say uh, life got in the way yep. for uh, uh, part of it. and I, No, I, no, I, no. We're, no, we're going to get more specific. It wasn't life, John. First of all, you had two kids, which is crazy mm-hmm. because you are A, yeah, a man, right. and B, not the nine months didn't pass. And I, incidentally, right. was one of those kids. We was busy. The best father-son duo in Jersey. I mostly blame your cousin. <laughs> oh, so you want to... Okay, so let's start with the first housekeeping. Uh, one of our most loyal <laughs> listeners is about to get dragged through the mud. John? <laughs> uh, so we recorded an episode uh, sometime in December. There's no, okay. there's no way to say for sure when it was. And This uh, is my family. Because uh, uh, we, we lost the audio of our guest... And um, without it, it makes it Delaware resident. It becomes uh, quite incoherent a conversation without the third person. And by the way, because he probably, killed it, because he was incredible, one of the best episodes. I was gonna say, maybe legitimately, our best yeah, might have been our best episode, and no one will ever hear it because it doesn't really exist. It's a damn <laughs> shame. It is genuine. Malik brought the heat of the hey Tara, Davy, Sean. Take note, but you can't because you'll never hear it. Because yeah. that was great. <laughs> So that just started a downward spiral of just like bad I luck. I forgot it was timing. so good. It was. I forgot that the episode was incredible. That's yeah. A good, <laughs> you bring up a solid point. Who so cares? we may. I mean, us. I think we might try again. In no, the no, 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 no. To record no, 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 no. We're not done talking episode. about this. Sure. Let's. No, no, no. First of all, what happened was what we had an American topic? gangster Jay Z themed episode. And my yeah. cousin Malik came with, like, criteria for all these songs where he was like, what about the danceability? What about the lyrics? The yeah. flow? I, was like, I, was not, I was not ready for how he the good heat. of a guest he was until the motherfucker didn't export his or didn't record his thing properly. I don't know what's going on. It should be noted that he is very technically savvy and that it was very Which funny watching a man that knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, watching someone that knows what they're doing fuck up is uh, somehow much sadder than watching an idiot. Yeah, and... Um so unfortunately, we lost that. Then we planned uh, about four or five other uh, recording dates, and it just got down getting uh, fucked up. A lot of shit happened on That's both. That's where our John's ends. pregnancy came into get. Uh huh. For sure. I had not. I had uh, not her, and I also had another baby named Samara, <laughs> which is just a weird coincidence. But uh, well, they're doing. They're both doing great. You, I mean, one of them's. You know, I'm. 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 All, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm. I miss my dad. I only see him when we record podcasts. Samara uh, didn't make it. <laughs> but, uh, Wait, did me and you team up to kill my brother? Yeah, that's we right. took him out. <laughs> oh, was the young girls? I don't forget. I don't remember because we killed them. Well, they're dead now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, that problem. you're older now. Sleeping with the fishes. Am I right? <laughs> yep, and Samara is lesser. We're all dying slowly. <laughs> so, uh, life but we're we're back mm. now, and we. We're we huh. are uh, gonna do some new segments and uh, some new things. We're gonna try to oh, refresh. refresh. We're gonna do a subway By using the uh, old music. Refresh, refresh. Who saw that coming? <laughs> yep. Charles Barkley comes in, just starts talking over niggas. It's gonna be crazy. I want to apologize to the women of San Antonio. John is looking over his shoulder as if Charles Barkley is there. He's not. I'm <laughs> looking behind worried. you. I got your back. You got my. Wait, hold up. For real, for real. You know we're we're always supposed to What's be up? looking over each back. We're supposed we're supposed to be looking out for each other for for killers because we're on Zoom. Whenever you're on Zoom, you got to be making sure the person that you're looking at doesn't have a killer coming behind him. Rule number one on Zoom. Unre- unrelated. I do have a master killer tape in, uh, behind my over there in the closet. So how is that unrelated? That's super related, bro. It all it that oh, is okay. well, extremely related. I would argue. <laughs> Multiple yeah, levels. Well, you know, I think he's a little underrated. So, um, <laughs> oh. 
what we're going to do on this episode today, we're going to be introducing a new segment, uh, and we're going to be talking about the movie Night in Paris, which is available on Netflix, and then in our... It's not what it's called. It's not what it's called. It's not what it's called. Night in in Paris? Paradise. (laughs) One Night in Paris, the porn video... I was gonna say, is this, a, is this a Woody Allen prequel to, to his illegal marriage? What the fuck? Yeah, get out of here. So we're gonna like be watching. It. We're gonna be talking about Night in Paradise, which is available yeah, on Netflix. And then in our uh, buffering segment, we're gonna be doing what we watched in our winter break. Yep, talking Spider-Man: our- Homecoming. <laughs> That's not the first our- one, huh, Toby? T- it's Toby yeah. to you, sir. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maguire. It's not that deep. It's He's Toby Speederman. Oh, God. Your favorite um, joke. What? Yeah, I've been saying that joke what now? since high school. That's how long it That means you've been doing it for... Too long? Two years. <laughs> I tried to make you 19 hey. years old. You're welcome. Hey, Nader. No. Get your fish gut gun ready. We watched Oof. Night in Paradise. You Man, Korean John Wick nephew style, no no dice. Revenge, <laughs> sure, but then the water is just bloodies and Asana. You're like, oh, we're fine here. Um, I get, and it, truly, I get that they're going to get guns, so it's like they wouldn't have a lot of guns because they're buying guns, but seems to be only knives outside of that. Very strange. Uh, revenge. Blood, politics, uh, politicians specifically are the worst. Uh, some would argue gangsters are more sensible than politicians. I would, I would agree with those people. Um, Shouty wasn't doing heroin, thank God. Pushed in, pushed in the fucking syringe. Who saw that coming? Um, more blood. He doesn't talk that much. The DUI scene's pretty funny. I was wasn't ready for that comedy actually. Uh, and. Uh, Every single person dies except Shouty. Um, begging the question, who wore the hoodie and gun better? Her or Trayvon Barton? Too soon. Here we go. Nine paradise. Boy, that took a turn at the end. Uh, <laughs> nailed it. Got it in one. Nader, we are doing now. The movie, we chose this movie for a reason because, Nader, you wanted to debut a new segment, which is called, of yes. course. It is called Hidden Figments, starring Adam Kanye West. And Taraji P. Parsons, uh, uncut figurettes, the gem. Well, as people could probably understand from your description, what this uh, new segment is, is we're going to pick a movie to review from time to time that is a movie that you pr- more, more likely than not would have missed. And uh, yes. we feel that it's uh, worth watching. So uh, this yes. is a 2020 South Korean film. Uh, that's on Netflix. I thought it's it was twenty twenty one. It's twenty twenty. This is a twenty twenty film. It came out. It came okay. to Netflix in twenty twenty one. So it's oh, like, like America. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. America. Yeah, U.S. It. release twenty twenty one, but it's uh, yeah, it was you know released in um, mm-hmm. in September of twenty twenty, uh, and uh, don't worry, there is one COVID joke, sort of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there is! Wow, yeah, because there's a beatdown so, with where people have masks on, but not a. Wow, great call. That's true. Uh, so it's a crime drama. It's written and directed by Park Hoon Jung. Uh, it stars Um Tai Gun and uh, Jiao Yo Bien. And um, so this movie is uh, about a mobster who um, basically just has the worst week of his life possible, <laughs> where any everything uh, goes wrong. That boat cannot come fast enough, bro. There is. Um, a lot of a lot of bureaucracy in the uh, 
<laughs> in the way that the 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 inner workings of the and, Korean mafia are, but as well as the bureaucracy of of real bureaucracy, bureaucracy. So you know, double bureaucracy. So, uh, we get introduced to uh, this gangster whose name is Taigu, and Taigu is um, working for this uh, lower level mobster, and um, he. Uh, He's they show him in a meeting where this guy's trying to recruit him, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, fuck off, basically." So then, after that, we get introduced to his sister and his niece, and uh, after try we get not getting to them, stabbed, uncle. How sweet is that? Mm. <laughs> we get introduced to them, and then uh, the next thing we see is that uh, they've been killed in a car accident, and um, it looks like one of the rival mobs, who are much bigger than them, is responsible for it. So they devise a plan where. Uh, Ty is going to go to... I'm just going to call him Ty from this point on so it's easier. Uh, he goes Can to, I stop you for one second, too? Please. Um, why in? Why does it... When he gets the news of his, uh, of his sister and niece dead, why does it look like he is sitting in a hospital getting that news? This, I, I, wherever he is, he just looks like he's somber yeah. with a bag of someone else's guy's... possessions in a, in, in, no, in well, a similar his, situation. It's, it's, it's their possessions because uh, he's... Um, it's because the he's, no, he's on the, then he gets on the phone with her. Then he picks up the phone, bro. Maybe it's a flashback. I don't know. I'm confused now that you're saying it. I don't remember it well. Enough. Continue. <laughs> I, I, is, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interrupting you, but I'm okay with it. Uh, point. Is, so then the next scene is uh, he's in a uh, like a bath, like a uh, like a uh, what do you call that? Bathhouse. Um, a bathhouse. That's right. Classic mob scene in a bathhouse uh, where uh, he's talking to the You know everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And um, uh, he's like, I need a minute to, you know, because they're they're off. He's trying to tell him, oh, you know, uh, you know, let's get bygones be bygones, but in a very stoic manner. Then he excuses himself to get some fresh uh, water because they're in the sauna. So he goes to give him fresh water. There's a a knife placed there. Which we noted this is the guy that is accused of doing the dirt. By the way, this is the guy that he's uh, that is accused of killing his niece. Yes, yes, yes. If I didn't explain that, I Sister. apologize. So then he bur- uh, brutally murders all four people that are in that room, and then escapes through a window, gets into a car, puts on a shirt, drives away, and then we get the opening credits. <laughs> and that's he's steaming walking down that in. street. He's pretty hot, pretty hot in both ways coming down that street. So the rest of the movie takes place on a. Uh, so this is he's in Seoul in the beginning of the movie. The rest of the movie takes place on an island mm-hmm. of uh, I believe it's called Jeju. Jeju. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah. So he's he's sent by his uh, boss to uh, lay, lay low there for a week, and then they're going to send him to Russia to avoid um, you know all the stuff. He has to lay low for a week for all the stuff. But turns out the plan didn't work as far the guy the main guy who's supposed to stab didn't die, and then there was another hit that was taken out after that where all the uh, all the other members of his mob were going to try to take out the main members of the other mob that are bigger than them. And, Only half uh, of they, which is on screen, by the way. Very confusing. Which yeah. It's very confusing. Uh, they f- they fail to take out the two main targets. So the one guy survives, and the other guy they just didn't get at all. And that guy, whose name is Chief Ma, is fucking great. I love this guy. <laughs> he is so good. Talking about talking about Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Two, hair <laughs> pretty much hair wise. Yeah, that that guy is fantastic. I love I love everything. He's on fire. Yeah. So. Real quick, because it's getting kind of long-winded here. So, uh, he goes to Jeju Island. It's a long movie. Be- yeah. It's two hours, 12 minutes. It's a little long. It's There's there's some things that could have cut out, but there's there's a lot of good in it as well. But anyway. Well, you're so, about to get to the part that should have been cut out. <laughs> well, he gets... Uh, he's there by this this guy who uh, is a, a gun runner, but he's trying to get out of it because he has his niece who he's protecting, who is, has a terminal illness, so they're trying to get enough money to move to the States so they have a better chance of her getting the surgery that will save her life. Hopefully. Uh, so, uh, while this all this is happening, everything falls apart on, uh, with his boss because uh, it didn't go through. So, they call a meeting with the guy, Chairman Ma, uh, the uh, uh, Ty's boss, and some uh, politician, and they sort out what they're going to do is they're going to make it seem like uh, things went a little wrong. So Ty needs to come back. They're going to use Ty as the leverage to uh, basically squash this beef because Ma wants to just kill Ty's boss. What ends up happening is uh, there's like a a weird so because this the deal is made. The deal is made. The deal is made. A, sac- so upon, the- a pawn sacrifice, if you will. Right. 
Uh, so Yao is the name of the girl. She uh, and and Tai have this weird relationship where things just they seem very cold to each other the whole time, and they're not really talking. And uh, that eventually leads to them uh, falling in love with each other because he doesn't want to sleep with her. But uh, the mobsters uh, are now coming to the island of Jejun, uh, Jeju, and they are blowing everything up. The uncle gets killed. Then uh, uh, Ty goes to the airport to meet. Then he realizes what's happening. He tries to escape. Crazy escape scene on the highway. Finally gets away after taking out a bunch of guys and uh, just dope. being a complete badass. That seems crazy. And then uh, finds out the girl went to back to the uncle's house because she wanted to get rid of the body, not realizing that that was a bad choice. Gangsters are kept... smarter than her when it comes to kill, cleaning up bodies. No offense. They, <laughs> they <yeah>. got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have left that one to the mob. Uh, so then oh he, my God. Uh, they use her as leverage to get Ty to come back to the house. He goes to the house. And then he just gets the shipping at him for the next like half hour by a whole bunch of people, and finds out that his boss actually was the one who killed his niece and um, sister in a way to, uh, because he was concerned that, that Ty was going to leave him, and it turns out his his boss is actually just a real big piece of shit, and uh, they end up killing Ty and leaving the girl, and then you think the movie's over, but then wait, there's one more you scene. Do. You do. <laughs> Because the credits roll, John. Because because credits roll. The that's credits why. roll, and then all of a sudden, wait a minute. We're at our. Uh, we're back with um, Kim uh, Jae-yoon, and she uh, goes to the restaurant where all the mobsters are still on the island before they leave to have breakfast. She locks the doors. Oh, I forgot to mention that she happens to be a very skilled marksman, which I set up early in the, when you first meet her. And she brutally murders every single one of the mobsters with. Uh, with best scene of the movie. Many many gunshots. Hundred percent. A lot including, of plot to go uh, there. Tom Cruise, <laughs> including Tom Cruise himself. Um, yeah. So, John, what makes this a hidden figure uh, presented by uh, Julia Kanye's girlfriend? Uh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, the the thing that I I enjoy about this movie is uh, I do like mobster movies for the most part. I do like revenge movies for the most part. This is hyper violent, and some points where it's pretty gruesome. Uh, but the, the thing that I like about it, because a lot of the times, obviously Korean cinema is, uh, as it's gotten more and more pressed with the, obviously the success of Bong Joon-ho, uh, it's still pretty much, uh, a very, obs- a little bit of more obscure in terms of foreign cinema in, in the United States. Uh, this is a movie I had never heard of before. You put it onto me and you got put it onto it from a podcast that you heard. So, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a niche movie. I, I mean, it's been on Netflix since April. I don't know how many people I've seen this or talking about this, but it's, I mean, and I have like, I'm following like probably like close to a hundred people on Letterboxd. Two people that I follow had, uh, watched it before. Uh, I watched it today. What so. were their ratings of it? I'm curious. Uh, th- uh, I believe it was a three and a four and a half. What? Damn. Okay. Because I, that, what, uh, what actually, so you're right. I, I heard about this movie and it sounded like uh, something we should do because, um, mm-hmm. like I, like uh, John said earlier, uh, in this new segment, we're basically just trying to highlight movies that don't get highlighted. Um, the stream, right. obviously, there was a time and there, it, we still like to do movies that are like very popular and only on streaming, hence the name. Uh, but we also want to do the opposite. Wait, and, hold on know, a if second. There are movies that are just. <laughs> That's it's a basketball podcast, that? I know. <laughs> but uh, there also are movies that do not get promotion that definitely are really good. And uh, this, so this this one to me, I think, uh, was special just because if you like Korean gangster movies, uh, or if, if you, rather, I would even say if you like Japanese, uh, Asian, Hong Kong, Chinese, just th- those kind of gangster, we'll say Eastern Asian uh, gangster films, this is like, sure. this is what you want. Because uh, at two hours and 10 minutes, I was concerned, and I bring up the letterbox thing because I saw your letterbox review before I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, three and a half, that's okay, this joke about to be like, even like yeah. a little better than I thought it was. Um, and uh, I must say, I have to kind of agree with that, because even though yeah. the film is long, right in the middle, like dead center in the middle of this movie, it drags yes. in like a pretty straightforward and like egregious way, where it becomes a movie about his relationship with... Um, the girl and not in a way that it's like super compelling or like it stops the movie in a good way where you, you need it's, it's more like what 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 the hell is actually happening um uh 
outside of that, I must say that this is just a very well-made and good-looking movie because it's yeah, not it like the, the, the fight scene is like, the fight scenes are like, you know, going to blow you away, but that's not what these gangster movies offer. It's like, it's the gore. It's not, it's, 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 we can, we can call this John yeah. Wick because someone in his family dies and he's taking revenge, but like really, you know, the revenge movies have been around way before that, obviously. Um, You're saying John Wick's not like, the first bl- revenge movie? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm saying Kiteshi Katana might uh, have some beef with that, but uh, uh, so th- this movie, it suited the base. I would say blood. like every, every, tw- <laughs> every, uh, I would say like 20 minutes, something like super intense is happening in this movie, uh, which I appreciate. Um, all the chases, even when they're eating that soup. How, so in the first, so in the scene with the g- government gangster and. I guess other oh, the slurping of the guys, noodles so is the worst part of the movie. The turning, the turning of the cup upside down. I thought for sure that uh, Tom Cruise was going to poison that guy. I was the, that that scene actually. There was a lot of uh, character when dynamics. He, I was like, oh, this is going where I thought it was. When he spun the yep. drink, to thought him? that was a poison. Thought that Me was too. a poison. And then and then the deal that he made where it involves. The, the person in, in the room being a hostage. I was like, this is all new to me. I was like, guys, spinning this table no, like yeah. it's the wheel of fortune. God damn it. It definitely does some things that I haven't seen in movies before. Uh, also, a fantastic, I think, close quarters uh, combat scenes are ones that if you don't film them right, they can look terrible. There's a fight scene in this car where um, Ty gets, uh, basically he has four different cars that are chasing after him. And then they get into a car crash and they're trying to pull him out of the car and he's fighting the guys off. And it is fantastic. It's such a really well choreographed fight scene. I also really like the, well, besides you mentioned the cinematography is beautiful. I think the score is really good. I like the music's very, uh, it sets the mood in, a, in the right way. It's a, quiet, uh, I, it's, a, I, it's a quiet movie in a good way, by the it way. Is. It's, not, it's actually not very loud because there's not a lot of guns um, and not a lot of like, I think no explosions actually. No, I wouldn't, I don't think there is any. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is. There's a, a fire. Hyper violent. Hyper violent. In, insanely. So, I mean, people get beat to within an inch of their life, and then and then some, um, so to speak. But uh, what's the name of yeah. the the white haired uh, government slash bad guy? He is a menace. Oh, he's not. He's not. He's the not actual, part of the, the true antagonist. Uh, the, the character's name is Kuto. No, no, that's oh, the. Wait, uncle. So, oh, wait, but because you sure he's not part of the government? Because remember, he said there's people above him. Yeah. Like, you sure? So the guy, the, so when they have the meeting, because captain the room, and director sound like official titles, but I realize some are not. Well, because that's just what they call people inside the no, no, mob course. organizations. So the Sopranos. Uh, like, so like Chairman Ma, who was wearing that that white suit uh, in the meeting, yeah. where Tom he's Cruise. slurping the noodles. So it's Chairman Ma, who's part of one gang. And then it's Tom I Cruise. believe his name is it Kuto, the other guy. I think it's Kuto. Okay. Anyway, so Kudo is the the uh, gray not the government guy who's Ty's boss. Yeah, gotcha. and then there's the government guy. Okay. So the government people guy get is killed off screen to... that are so confu- that are so pivotal to the plot that yes. names begin to really confuse me. Well, so the the government guy, his whole thing is that he's trying to uh, keep things oh, under wraps trying, yeah. and prevent more killings uh, and not to cause a full out gang war because. Um, you know he's got an agreement with the gang so that everyone can kind of keep things status quo. St- things status quo. Who did he kill at the end that made Tom Cruise so angry? That's what I don't understand. Who did he murder at the end, off screen, towards so the was, end of the okay. film? Like so that was um, uh, Ty's one of Ty's guys. So Ty was like second in command in the mob. So he was had it a Ty's crew- guy that was waving at his niece? Who who specifically? There's not yes, that many well, people. I think movie. it was. It is the guy who was waving at his niece as well. Okay, because I don't so, remember if he got so a name. In right. the hospital, in the hospital, because they got sold out by their boss. Uh-huh. So they were they were in the hospital, right? So when the guy goes into the hallway to make the phone call to tell him that we've been sold out, that's yeah. the guy who gets killed at the end. He's one of the oh, uh, and that is the same. Of okay. All right, cool. Their mom, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't show. So it's one of Ty's boys. I got you. Cause they and then all those dudes that get that get slaughtered are Ty's boys as well. That's his crew, right? Because right, right, showing right. that scene earlier and then having Tom Cruise be so mad about it days later, um, I'm like, who are you getting your information from, bro? Keep up. He's mad about it because uh, Chairman Ma, who's the Tom Cruise looking like dude, he um, he's his whole thing is like he respects the order of things and tradition of things. No, no, no I, I, I understand, I understand. No, I'm well, I'm explaining it so people. 
<laughs> oh, because uh, oh, we're on a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's other people that theoretically listen to this. We're, um, we're back. We're back on the podcast. People are asking, "Am I back?" And we're like, "No, no, no." So, um, oh, this is embarrassing. I'm not recording. I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> that's not even funny. That's you. That is. Let me just say, that's not funny anymore. <laughs> uh, I think I had to do it one time to get out of my system. That is an so, SOS flare. That I will throw this cup of whiskey at my own laptop. But anyway, so the, yeah, so I think that um, I mean it's very. I mean, if if you're okay with uh, violence, then I think you'll be okay with watching this movie. Oh, this is for this is for our Korean gangster audiences only. Yeah. Strictly for my Korean gangsters. But I think that the the main character, the guy who plays Ty, is the the stoic nature of I him. Think the whole cast is good, honestly. No, but him in particular, I really, I really enjoyed his performance because he's very stoic and he's very like whatever. And then when he comes down to business, he's very, very good at what he does, to the point where the reason why he's getting recruited in the beginning from another rival mob. Uh, mob. But there's two scenes of basal vulnerability that he has essentially. It's one when he goes to get food with uh, the girl for the second time and he opens up about his past, and the other time is at the very end when he finds out the truth about his sister and his niece. And um, the acting is, is fantastic there. That guy does such a good job because the juxtaposition to how he's been basically the oh. entire movie. This is so. This is the scene that you were saying is confusing, and it, it it is confusing. So this is this is what happens and why it makes no sense. Okay, he is he is sitting in a room and he gets a phone call from the siblings with the with yeah. the with the crash happening on the phone call. So. Here, here's your 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 case. If the only way what you're saying makes sense is that he's maybe like re-listening to a voicemail maybe, or something yeah. like that, because because even the package of stuff next to him, it, it makes no sense because there is because they they go out of your way to show you the little girl's iPad and everything yeah. out on the street. So that that's why I was like this. I'm, yeah. I'm so confused. But I have one I have one question for you in regards to that. Go ahead. Does he does he get up immediately from that chair? That would actually probably answer our question: is his the how, how quick he remember. is to get up from that chair? Okay. So I need to, I need to rewatch that scene because in that moment I was confused, but I just pieced together, you know, based on the rest of the context of the film, you know, what I figured was important, you know. I'm checking right now. Oh boy. Uh, the bag of stuff is because he was at a pharmacy beforehand. He does in fact get a call, so okay. I'm glad we checked because I was right about. Um, boy, good, so yeah, good he's, thing. He's, Good thing we cleared that up, because otherwise it would have been unlistenable. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said unwatchable. Um, but yeah, sadly he does. He he receives that phone call in, in real time. So this is our inaugural Hidden Gem. It's on Netflix. I uh, don't believe there's any time that it is due to be removed from Netflix. Uh, but, you know, Netflix is a fickle service, so who knows? I feel like it'll be on there for a long time. I, I, I hope it's like, like theirs. I hope they just like bought it, because... I feel like they do that a lot on the low. Uh, yeah, when it's like uh, foreign foreign language films, it's something either there forever or they're there for like two months. <laughs> so sad but true. Who's to say? Oh, so the 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 COVID joke was when um when Chairman Ma is in he's in the back of his uh his car with uh the piece of shit boss who turned on his own men. He he <laughs> he finds out what he did, he's like disgusted by him. He goes, You stand stand further to the other side. I can't even stand to be you know, social distancing and all that and it's like lower the window, I can see the stench of this guy. He's just laying into him. It's so funny. Respect the chairman. And do you Respect wanna explain it's explain the um the the other stop the police stop? Oh yeah, so um, so home homegirl, uh, she 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 explicitly tells Tegu that they're that in this part of Korea they don't not even not even they don't have checkpoints. She said, check like, DUI checkpoints aren't even a thing out here. Don't don't even worry about it, dog. Like you don't even know what that is because she's trying to egg him on to drink she, with her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trying trying to egg him on to 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 get him in trouble, right? Cut to he's he's being breathalyzed. They're explaining exactly what a breathalyzer <laughs> is to him as the police are completely checking him. Uh, the beauty of the joke though is that the next shot is the police being like, "Hey man, you good to drive, dog?" But her, 
she 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 got to go somewhere else and they cut to old girl and she is just lit up on the floor rolling around just kid what's her name i don't want to keep calling her old girl and home girl what's her name uh her name in the is uh uh yao yao ben yeah oh yeah sorry thank you yeah was what i was looking for uh yeah yao yao trashed yeah yeah getting it in with the uh Hasalan, I believe, is the liquor that she's drinking. That is uh, native yeah, to that so part of that. And she's, um, she's like trying. Honestly, Jeju sounds kind of popping. I kind of want to pull up on Jeju like and hang out with her, dog. <laughs> yeah, lit. Uh, I, w- I hope I she's still have with that, us. Uh, that's that fish soup that sounded uh, looked. Uh, I want it all. Yeah, I'm allergic yeah. to seafood. That shit look popping. Shots and fish. Soup. What can what can be better? You, did you not know that, bro? If you Bro, yes. Oh my! I mean, we don't eat a lot of meals together, I guess, but we used to eat a lot of meals. No. We used to eat a lot of meals together around dog shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no specification necessary. I don't need any. <laughs> yeah, we used to eat eggs around dogs <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> True stories. Uh, you don't get a yeah, lot I'm of uh, seafood in your uh, in a breakfast meal, for the most part. Uh. I can't think of a single dish, but I'm not the expert on this, which is a rhyme, you bitch. Boy. All right. So uh, this is the movie. Watch it. Um, do we, I don't think. Yeah, we don't do stream it or skip it. It's uh, a hit. No, no, no. Doesn't work for this, right? Yeah. On, on Hidden Gems presented by Kevin Garnett, we just talk about a movie that needs to be promoted. All right. You so like uh, we're going to. We are going to move into Buffering. Didn't realize buffering had a speech impediment. Buffer. It feels good to have that old music back. Oh, I mean that the buffering music never went away. But um, I meant the intro music, but you're right. My placement was terrible. Yeah. So um, basically, what we just want to do here is a recap of what we watched in our uh, winter break. So, uh, I'll say this. I have not been watching a lot of movies in general. Uh, but not our, not if we pick up the slack. But there is a bunch of movies that uh, we did want to touch on. We're, not, we're just kind of going to go through a couple here. Uh, just to, you know, let you guys know what we've been up to. What some things would... Uh, Somebody let me know! Interesting to talk about. Um, what these bitches want from a streamer. So I mean, as far, uh, I'll do the older movie that I saw first that uh, you also saw, Nader, that uh, we talked about for probably two hours. Uh, we watched a movie called American Gangster from twenty uh, two thousand seven. It had been a while since I watched it. It's it's a great watch. It is, I believe it's is it still on uh, Netflix? It is. It is not. It is not. Oh boy! Otherwise, so we would can't... have somehow re-recorded the podcast. <laughs> But good news, folks! It is on the TNT app, so if you have access Jesus to Christ. that, you can you can watch it on that. And you should uh, because it's 2022 and we all got cable. That's right. Uh, or you have the login to your friends' parents that seemingly pay for every service. Um, yes. Another movie I watched is Don't Look Up, and I know that you and me not had uh, varying opinions of this film. Oh, what's your beef with Don't Look Up? You don't look cuck. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why? I said, what's your beef? Not say beef, bitch. Um, Beef, bitch. It is not good. I didn't <laughs> think it was uh, good. I think that Jonah Hill is the only reason why is this awesome. movie is even watchable. But you don't He's think hilarious. Tyler Perry is incredible? Tyler Perry is great in this movie. Two scenes. Sure. I, lighting it I up. Hate, I, it's, um, it's not good. I like Jennifer I Lawrence, too. Jennifer I think J-Law's no. going off, too. So's her uh, boyfriend. All the supporting cast is great. You tripping? Chalamet. No, the supporting cast. Uh, yeah, actually, he counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Meryl Streep. I thought it was actually God, quite moving. God at the awful. End too. In this. She was. She's tough. She's. Uh, no, no, no. I think she was good. Rylance, I didn't no. like as uh, Carl Sagan or whatever. I thought Rylance was horrible, and I like. I yeah, literally didn't like Rylance. Uh, I thought it was too on the nose of uh, obviously like comparing it to like the energy crisis that we're going through right now, and I. I if you're trying to do subtle sub uh subtle he's not sub he's subtle not. satire what about adam mckay movies makes you think he's does subtle satire this is the director of Step Brothers. you're high you're high this is 
He but doesn't I don't do think you can really compare this to Step Brothers. That's not really a fair comparison. I I think that he's I th- I don't think there's anything subtle about Adam McKay's filmmaking down to Succession for that matter. Like I think it's all very on your. I mean, there's montages of like the whole world in all of his movies. That's that that's the case against him. Is that like in Vice and The Big Short, the same montages that are in this movie are in them. Like if anything, what I like about Don't Look Up is that his style of filmmaking actually makes sense because it is about the earth and life and all that kind of stuff. Also, Ron Perlman. Come on, he's shooting at the sky. Pearl Dawn. It's not. It's it's not good. It's not good. I don't like it. I didn't it's enjoy. Defi- it. It's definitely good. It's it's not. No. You don't you don't find it interesting. The you fact that this is up for best picture is ridiculous. It's a horrible year for movies. It makes perfect sense. Twenty twenty one was a shit year for me. It was one of the worst years we've had in a long time. Honestly. Uh, uh concur, but for different, but not about movies. <laughs> No, 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 about movies. Um, yeah, no, I think J-Law was good. I think Kidman was good. I think the editing was awesome. I, honestly, and then Kidman. again, I thought the ending was very... The editing. The you editing said of the film. Oh, uh, sorry, Blanchett, I apologize. Um, oh, you know yeah. Tall White's the same to me? Um, but uh, no, and I thought the ending was very moving. I thought the ending was like very like religiously when Meryl appropriate gets eaten by without that, uh... being... Alien? <laughs> no, but that was funny too. Honestly, that was, that was like Mark Rylance being like, "Ah, was I didn't I didn't hate that." But uh, no, no, I thought the I thought the ending with the the grace was was no pun intended very graceful. I I, I enjoyed it. I, it worked on me. I get that it didn't work on you, but you want the world to burn. You don't you don't believe in climate change. No, I don't. You, I don't. Oh, sorry, you don't believe I in global warming. You want to tell people. I'm it's aware called. that it is burning, and no one seems to give a shit. But whatever. What about Himesh Patel? Come on, that was Himesh funny Patel was, when, uh, when was, she was, was like, was, was, she was, was like, right, let me have I, dinner with you in eight months. Give me eight months. I'll holler yeah. at your mom. That's oddly specific with her with his parents. <laughs> uh, Himesh Patel uh, character, I was like, that, to, he, the jump he made because of that was very unrealistic to me. But whatever. I mean, it's part of the that type of movie though. He's like a TMZ writer. He says something along the lines of like, guys. Ten famous two timing chances for two or whatever. It's right there. He's got he's got bars. Uh, I w- I do want to talk about national champions. Uh, okay. That movie was actually kind of great. Uh, that this is a uh, movie starring uh, Stephen James, and he plays basically a Lamar Jackson type quarterback meets like Colin Kaepernick, but in college. So. Um, he is, he's essentially a college player who on the day, the day before the national championship takes place, him and, uh, his friend, that's a white linebacker, both, uh, protest the game and they try to get every, because the, because the national championship is happening, like with, you know, college kids that are all minors and also just like in one place, they're all, the, the whole thing is in a hotel room. So it's, it's a cool COVID movie as well, but it, it, it tackles all the, all the same issues that a high flying bird does, you know, basically just. Paying college players, uh, making sure that oh, they cool. at least have health insurance besides nothing else. Um, and also just like staging a coup. Um, Little Rel plays one of the coaches that is sympathetic with the cause. Uh, J.K. Simmons is is the main head coach. Uh, There's some, some very cool stuff. It's definitely for uh, for the streamers and the people that like sports movies, which, as I've always said, we don't have a lot of good ones. Um, but it's cool that a lot of these current ones are not about sports and are actually about like sports issues in a cool way. Um, it is It is a very, very solid movie. National champions, Stephen James, J.K. Simmons, Laurel. Check it out. So, exciting things about this. One, I'm adding that to my watch list. That sounds great. Uh, looking at yeah, the cast it. list real quick, I see that uh, we get some... I'm assuming we're getting what what, uh, what you call a, uh, a cameo from Russell Wilson and French Montana. Uh, Russell Wilson uh, outright says like the words like like college players like need to be played. He he it's he's not a kid yet. Fr- French is in the movie, but yeah, Russell has a like I think I don't oh, know if he's speaking to the also, camera or like a fake camera, but yeah, it's it's real. Yeah, Calvin Calvin Williams and Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, Carl, uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. also Carl Anthony Towns was in High Flying Bird, talking to the camera, to say, saying the same. Is shit, it a yeah. similar deal or is he like? Um, no, they they it's it's similar in what they're doing, but it's it's on right. uh, ESPN, um, like in, oh, cool. inside the world of the movie. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really yeah, good. But, but again, agreeing, they are they are all explicitly not like they're not skirting the facts. They're being like, pay these motherfuckers, um, which is very very cool to see. 
And the movie's good. The movie's good. It can't be that long. I don't know what the right. You're, maybe you're looking at it right now. It's definitely 116 minutes. Boom. There you go. Actually, that's All pretty right. close to two hours. Anyway, um, <laughs> about four minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> no, take. Uh, <laughs> it's this you. It's you, Johnny. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's uh, that sounds uh, pretty good actually. Yeah. So uh, another movie I want to talk about, which not I know you started but didn't finish, is the yes. tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, Romeo, oh Romeo, where art thou? No, Romeo. Yeah, no. You Mo bed of Romeos. That's the one. That's the one. So this is an Apple TV Plus uh, joint. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is Joel Cohen directing a movie by himself for the first time without involvement of his brother. He's obviously of the Cohen brothers. And this stars Denzel Washington, uh, Francis McDormand, uh, and uh, that's basically the biggest stars in it. And you know, also get an appearance from, um, oh, well, what's the guy's name? Dude, the uh, entire cast of Harry Potter is in this movie, Sam. There is a bunch like of everyone anyway. but Radcliffe. Point is, uh, so it's a. Uh, you know, it's about Macbeth, you know, the Thane of uh, Glamis. Uh, you know, he gets a prophecy from the witches. Uh, the, there's a contortionist who plays the witches who is absolutely incredible in this. The cinematography in this is beautiful. It's insane. It's, yeah. And the, and for, the production oh, design is wild. Production design is is great. The the use of fog More is, is less. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it is straight up, like, the more is less, like, documentation of, like, wow, look what they did with that. But it is um, the guy who plays Ross. I I, I don't I know the actors by face. I don't know. Yeah, he's uh, a bad guy in Cowboy Bebop. He's yeah. Yeah, he, people are guy, loving him. That guy is uh is absolutely tremendous. There, it, it's it's a. Is that I mean, the guy wearing the chain link hoodie, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's um, there's a lot of really like interesting things. So like, obviously, Macbeth's been done hundreds and hundreds of times. Uh, but it's. This is an interesting take. There's a couple things they do in this movie that deviates from the the normal story. Uh, that's very interesting, and and there's also without getting into too much detail because I I want you to see this, Donner. Denzel has a scene towards the I end did. of this movie. I just movie. didn't finish it. Also, no, what no, are you, but you mean by hundreds? It. it can't be plays and it can't be films. Well, what what are there hundreds of Macbeths? I mean, well, in terms of adaptations of Macbeth, it's been done uh, in many no, different. I, ways. I just Not, meant hundreds. It just meant right. it's either thousands of plays or like a dozen movies. It's not hundreds of anything, is my point. Yeah, well, yeah. You cannot I'm say I'm an asshole. Play. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, anyways, the point is that there's a Denzel scene towards the end of this movie that is. Is it like incredible. a spoiler? You can't tell me? Uh, I don't want to ruin it because if I tell you what okay. it is, but you'll know I'll right away when it. it happens. Okay. All right. I respect <coughs> More than Davey. I hope that, you hear uh, this, Davey. Fuck off. The mo- I think the moment you see it, you're going to text me like, I see what you're talking about. And uh, I agree. Uh, but yeah, the ca- uh, and then we, Beth, it's And then we to- both text. I'm listening. Nah, I'm interrupting. Who we text? I told you, I'm interrupting and I'm okay with it just today. <laughs> so anyway, Tragedy Beth, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. I highly recommend it. Uh, obviously, the language is very obtuse, but if you can get past that, you kind of get used to the weird sing-songiness of it, and then uh, you just kind of go. I am Big Pan Tamata. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, I like the 2015 Justin Curzel Macbeth. Um, I'm very much here for Denzel, obviously being Macbeth. And like I said, what I saw, I liked. I was just uh, very much ready to turn off exactly that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I would sure. love to say black people don't fuck with Shakespeare, but... That's a little too obtuse, but I'm I'm not prepared to not say that. It's pretty it's pretty close to true. Um, back me up, I John. Don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how I can even comment on that. You you say yes or no, and then we ride with the consequences as a. I, I don't. I don't have a strong opinion either way how black people feel about Macbeth or Shakespeare. Damn. I, I got I, I got you. I got closer than I thought. Johnson, I would <laughs> if I did. If I did. <laughs> All right. What else you got? McBreezy. All right. Uh, okay. So I saw a documentary called Five Three Seven. Have you seen this, John? I have not. 
Okay, so this documentary is about uh, the 537 votes that uh, decided the uh, presidential election in the, the Electoral States, right? College. Yes, um, and it is uh, absolutely fascinating. Uh, I I don't know if maybe it's because I'm just like the right age. This is the this is the first election that I was exactly old enough to understand what what was going on and the, and the mechanics and like plot machinations. Of, all all the stakes were how, obvious. <laughs> well, I think also just like this is I understood what Republicans and Democrats were for the first time. It was this this was all happening just as I was like like probably around ten or something. And it's I, about I, the I got all of it. it it's sense. about the 2000 election, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and there are just some like fascinating, really cool plot points about this um, that are that are. I don't feel bad about spoiling because they're they are just historical. Because it's history. Um, some some of which, yeah. Well, some of which are just are just like cool in in. I don't mean that in the way that I'm about to say, but they're cool in the way that like uh, they're presented. Which is that like for instance, uh, enough time has passed where Republicans are done pretending that they stole this election. <laughs> they're they are completely past the point of pretending that this was anything less than them successfully stealing it um uh which is just like crazy the only thing that they won't admit which um of course no one ever is going to admit is like the influence that they have over things like the supreme court and like other uh elected officials but we don't need uh them to say that because they change their decisions multiple times we we know what's up because those politicians just flip flop yeah the interesting thing about um uh that election is that like, when you hear about, like, oh, the things are close and there's, like, we're looking at recounts. Like, 537 votes for the an entire, uh, for Florida, which I believe at the time was the third or fourth most populous state. Yeah, so, sure. when you talk about razor thin, that's less than one-tenth of a percent that it was well, I mean, so, that close. Again, and then another... literally, the Supreme Court decided it. It's so crazy. I, I, I don't know. And again, I, you, I you know this stuff, so it's history, but, like. So like what? So I I always think about that election, but only because uh and I, I, they say this in as many words, which is that the lesson of that election is um you know uh close elections Hanging can jabs. be stolen. It's not it's not that <laughs> it's not that that you can just steal elections as you want in America, but it's that close elections absolutely one hundred percent can be stolen, and that's the comparison to Trump or whatever. But the bigger overarching thing that um. I have told everyone that I've talked about this movie is that the really fucked up part about it is that uh, from Elian Gonzalez to the way that Republicans did a better job uh, pandering to that situation than Democrats did to Al Gore deciding that he did not want to fight for his recount. And instead, what happened was Republicans fought and they literally paid actors to pretend to be in a protest to shut down one of the recounts to... uh, to George Bush, you know, literally taking down those solar panels to the Iraq War, to I mean, dead dead Americans and dead civilians and George in, Bush in numbers senior, we don't want to talk about. This as a very, very no no George Bush no George Bush number two. There's just a, there's a very straight line. Well, there after was, you realize, well I know um, that Jimmy Jimmy Carter on oh no, Reagan took him off when for, after Carter. Yeah no no this is this is two thousand. We're not talking about the Gulf War. We're talking about t- um my, but yeah no it's just uh, when you see this documentary it makes it very clear that like. This election is the one that changed America for the worse, because even though there's a case to be made that like, and I know some people feel this in a negative way that like we needed uh, Bush to get Obama in in a fucked up way. Um, It's more sad than just like what the planet, uh, especially shout out to Don't Look Up, what the planet and what America specifically would have looked like if George Bush hadn't been president because Dick Cheney being in power for that long is one of the worst things to happen to America. Right, so you can, <laughs> Pretty much. you can go back to another Adam McKay movie and watch Vice to find out more about that. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's, that's my my long-winded way of saying this is a good documentary. It is streaming on HBO Max, 537 votes. Uh, that's I didn't realize uh, it goes into all the like uh, other stuff about it. So that's actually pretty cool. Oh my I god! The begin- so out. what I didn't know was the Elian Gonzalez stuff. I only know him as like a Dave Chappelle joke, which I'm I'm very glad I was educated on. Elian Gonzalez, the was revenge on the vote. News. They called it the revenge vote, John. They re- Latin Latin Americans or rather Cubans in Miami were explicitly saying we are yeah. getting revenge on Al Gore for Elian Gonzalez by voting against it. Elian Gonzalez was in the news every day for I want to say a year and a half. It felt like it was crazy. Classic age difference thing where you you got to know the specifics. I only knew that like there was well, a, a I mean, real fucked up was, going on. I did not know that Elian. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. I this was, nigga was a what? puppet dog. They played the shit out, my boy. <laughs> the 2000 election, I would have been uh, 
13, or 13. About, about to turn 14. I was a little boy, wanted to be a big boy. And uh, I was watching uh, I was watching The Daily Show every day. Like, that was my main source of the news. And uh, Made you John feel like Stewart, an adult, didn't it? John Stewart was in his second year, so it was still relatively new. And they had the whole joke that it was Indecision 2000. And then, literally, we didn't have a decision uh, on the election for, like, a month after. John, uh, spoiler alert. John Stewart kept that up. It was called that in the future. Oh, no, he did, yeah. But it was, it was, it was like a whole thing. But, uh, yeah, no, that's why I remember, like, really... Uh, that's what actually the Daily Show is what literally got me into like caring about. That's what I'm saying. Like it made you news, feel like so. an adult. It literally made you feel like like you were in the mix in in a good way. Um, early Daily Show is really awesome, and so and yeah, also EDS. all of the Colbert Report. Um, but anyway, Colbert Report is uh very good. It's incredible. Okay. It's so funny. God. So uh, another movie uh that I saw uh actually very recently uh that is. Uh, getting some Oscar talk is the uh, Jane Champion 2021 Better Than Cumberbatch film, um, The Power of the Dog. Oh my god! Cumberbatch, 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 Cumberbatch. This movie. Nah, I got it. This movie's on Netflix. It uh, it does uh, it does include real life couple Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons who were both nominated for supporting uh, acting roles which is pretty cool second time by the way not the first what's the first time they acted together John hold on come a on now Jesse Pl- Jesse Plemons no and and, no when's the, they acted as a couple before they have been a couple before in what don't google it are you not okay uh it is a it is a television adaption of a very famous movie Game night. Um, <laughs> Fargo. Fargo. Oh, I never watched. A couple in Fargo. Gotcha. The Master. Jesse Plemons in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every the Irishman. Every, you know, he just makes up everything he says. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, Power of the Dog. It's about uh, cattle ranchers in the 1800s. Um, and Mean Benny. Mean Benny. Uh, without giving too much away, because uh, it's an interesting little There's a uh, twist thing that at happens. The end. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, Cody Smith McPhee. <laughs> Cody Smith yeah. McPhee, I believe, is his name. Uh, is the son of Kirsten Dunst, and um, he's a little bit more of a, an effeminate uh, boy, and that uh, that leads to a lot of mockery from Benedict Cumberbatch and the rest of the ranchers. And um, Kirsten Dunst uh, starts dealing with alcoholism while uh, Jesse Plemons, who's her husband in this, is uh, running the ranch and trying to make things, doing that, unrealizing that all the pressure he's putting on them. And that in turn leads to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character developing a relationship with Cody uh, Smith McPhee's character in what seemingly starts as a way for him to get uh, back at Kirsten Dunst, who he's angry at for basically stealing his brother. And then, uh, then it goes a different direction from there. Yeah, interesting. I think th- th- what what the people need to know is: a, do you think this movie has a real chance of winning an Oscar? And b, do. how do you how do you feel about the movie? People, people, we, so, we shouldn't tell them too much about the movie. Honestly, I feel, I feel like I think I think the movie should go into blind. I'm laying the foundation. There's a lot more to it. A, a sure. lot, a lot more interesting than maybe I even described. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a, it's a very well made movie. I, I enjoyed it. Probably never watch it again, but I think it's good, and I think it's worth a watch for sure. Uh, I think it's probably deserving of winning uh, based on the the field. I really, I mean, I, I haven't seen Belfast, but that seems to me the only other movie that I think realistically has a chance. Uh, and um, I was a little disappointed that uh, uh, Thomas and Mackenzie's in this movie, and she has such a small role because I really think she's a good actress, and I want to see her in more things. I'm into it. All right, what else you got? Uh, I am going to uh, throw a curveball in here. Oh, and, uh, a curveball? That, that I didn't tell uh, John about. Uh, and that's going oh, to be no. another Oscar nomination, and that's Drive My Car. Uh, Baby, uh, you can directed... drive my car. That's about the Beatles, right? That's a documentary? <laughs> yes, exactly. 100%. 100%. Um, Abbey Road, but Japanese. Uh, no, so it's three hours long. Um and uh, Murakami novel uh, uh, ad- ad- adaptation, uh, rather, um, 
and uh, it's just excellent. Like, I don't need to say much about it. Uh, I, I really think you should just go and respect the shit out of this movie because I have so much bad blood for movies like Titanic and The Irishman. Actually, not The Irishman, but just movies that are overly long and bad, and this is just not one of them. This is one of the movies that you should see because it's crazy long. Every minute is engaging, um, and there's just, like, some super uh, just great stuff in it. I would say, like, the best dramatic scene uh, of the year is in this film, and it's just a two shot of one person talking and then another person talking and it just becomes very, very high drama. Uh, and it's just excellent. Um, it's, there's, there's not much to say about it. Um, I, I will say it's about, uh, a relationship that goes, uh, awry and the way that the man has to, to deal with it. That's, that's more or less it. And he, he is a, he is a Chekhov fan, but, uh, yeah, is it, check oh, out Drive okay. My Car. It is worth every minute. I will say this that it is premiering on HBO Max on March 2nd and I am very uh I've heard I heard about this Love movie that. a couple months ago and um someone where it was like I forget who it was but someone was like this is the number one movie of the year for them and I was like I never even heard of this and then I looked up I was like oh it's a Japanese film uh, directed by Rusuke Hamaguchi um who I'm not familiar with but the name does sound vaguely familiar but I, I, I do, same I, thing and then I actually hadn't seen any of the movies I, I but I I did but he or she? I don't know. He or she? No, Ruske is a man's name. Man? Oh, he then he he killed it. Um, and also the so there's uh there the score for this movie is like basically one incredible song. It plays maybe three times throughout the movie, and uh, besides that is completely silent, Ooh, and that really helps. Uh, the movie. It is a, a very uh deep experience. It's good shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 very it's excited to uh to see that. It's your uh, max. I, very March. Insane. All right. March 2nd. What else you got, Nader? It's all me now, right? I got no other movies, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, what did you think of the HBO DMX documentary? Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was good. It's not the best documentary, but it's very interesting because it's a little time capsule of DMX's life towards the end of his life, which, uh, and there's some interesting little things about, like, you know, you can see how his brain works and, like, how much he really has just so much passion for whatever it is he seems to be doing in the moment. Uh, like when he sees the young kids out in the outside the projects and he's talking to them and he just, he wants the world for these kids that he met 10 seconds ago. And I, I love that about him. And uh, the end of the movie uh, where they're in the kitchen and he's just, the music's playing and he's just hanging out there and you just see in his face, like he's just really trying to soak up everything. Uh, and like little little things like that, like there's nothing like revelatory or super like crazy. That's like confirming that he was a kind of a, un, a a unicorn of a man in a good way. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 just very like, sad. Truly, like full of good, but just cannot get out of his own. Because he pa- well, he passed away uh, like within six months of this uh, being filmed, I believe, something like that. I mean, I mean, in the yeah, in in the in the course of the movie or whatever. So yeah. So uh, right, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like showing him trying to reconnect uh, with people. And he was in jail for in tax fraud, which is great. It opens with him getting out of jail, and I'm like, they got him for tax. Oh God, it's the worst. But Taxes yeah, be like that, though. Yeah, they really you, you you do have to pay them, especially if yeah. you uh, made a lot of money. They don't like it when you yeah. don't pay. Or we're dog walkers, same thing. But no, <laughs> I th- I thought it was uh. Yeah, it wasn't like expertly made or anything. Um, not no. that it was like terrible, or whatever. But yeah, there was no, there was nothing like that. But it, it was just more like you know, I would, I mean, outside of uh, his addiction to heroin and calling women bitches, I would say he's like an angel. I would say he's like a pretty <laughs> close to like an an incredibly like altruistic and like nice dude who like that. And that was the other thing too. Like for someone that uh, was in jail for tax evasion, I, he yeah. seemed to not give a shit about money. Like every conversation that yeah. around that had him around money. Which is crazy too, because you think about him as a rapper and like what you might assume about rappers, and it's like, oh yeah, he actually wasn't rapping about money and shit. He was usually rapping no. about like way more intense shit. <laughs> Maybe well, like I being mean, in a car that's expensive, but not like buying it. <laughs> but the interesting thing too, like if you think about his lyrics, and I mean, there's some songs where you know it's kind of just whatever, but there's a lot of songs where he's really introspective and talking about these like demons that he has, and he's just trying to fight through and all the stuff, and like that's the thing that he basically 
from his first album was talking about. So interesting stuff like uh, like that when you watch. And then I just, I, but I also love the fact that he's going to this small little bar in Yonkers where he's playing pool oh, with some it, yeah. locals and stuff like little things like that. Great like it's moment. just like, oh man, ah, recipes. He's man. a great old head. He's a great old head. When that rapper or uh, kid comes up to him and, and wants to rap and just like breaks into tears, uh, I was like, this is man, what an impact. Two generations down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Good All right. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. What else we got, Johnny? Uh, let's uh, uh, let's close out. <laughs> no. Let's, uh, let's close out uh, with Poetic Justice, John. I had never seen Poetic Justice all the way through. I had seen clips of it, and I honestly mostly thought it was just uh, a road trip movie. Uh, and then I saw Poetic Justice and was smacked in the face with the concept that Poetic Justice is Boys in the Hood too. This time they in a little van. Uh, this your um, favorite? That shit is real as fuck, dog. God damn, that yeah. shit is serious. God is damn, your, John. Is this your favorite road trip in a uh, postal uh, van ever movie? It's my favorite Regina King in the back of a postal van drinking gin film. It's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, it's Janet Jackson, Tupac, uh, Regina King, and Joe Torre. Uh, and a man, like, and a man that won't stop brushing his hair, Joe Torre. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Torre, the artist, but in the movie, son of a bitch. Yeah, former manager of the New York Yankees, Joe Torre, uh, and he, um, <laughs> no, it's puts uh, his hands on every woman in the film. It's intense. It's basically like so. This is John Singleton's, uh, I believe, his second movie, right? This is the it's the follow up to Boys in the Hood. I was being sarcastic. I was being nice. And being sarcastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it's it just it's touches like, on oh, every social issue in like a literal way. It's like Tupac has a problem with his baby yeah. mama and drugs. Boom. Uh, Regina King has it's a problem great. with drugs. Boom. Joe Torre has a problem with hitting women. Boom. It's like, it's good, but it is the definition of like intense. It's got a one of the best cookout uh, scenes you'll ever see. <laughs> like that sequence. Oh, oh I yeah, guess it's sure. not a scene. They, it's a sequence. And they never get caught, which is the beautiful thing about that. You, right. you feel like they're going to get caught, but they don't get caught. And that's beautiful. Black people. It's good. Man. And then obviously it's... Uh, ends with like some serious shit but like that's the cool thing about this where it's like it's kind of like so with boys with, in the hood ends with john it's all serious shit no no the i meant like with the deadly with his, serious with his, with his cousin being killed yeah, yeah but, no, I uh, for sure. my point was that like where boys in the hood is more like everything's negative the whole time pretty much there's very there's there's fewer respites where things are like good Sure, but just not as many as you would think where the cover of the movie is just Janet Jackson being beautiful, standing perfectly still. Well, she's hugging too. The shit is intense, bro. The uh, shit is super real, bro. uh, Yeah, I think it's it's pretty cool. Although, the one thing I thought was weird about it when I was like, (laughs) does the post office send people on road trips like that? Like... So, first of all, you took the words. I, I thought you were going to say, do uh, black people brush their hair as much as Joe Torrey? And I was like, more. That's actually not enough. <laughs> it's not ever. enough. Um, yeah, it's, he it's, stops. It's minimal. That's, that's what yeah, I Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Johnny Rogan. Um, what's it called? Oh, no. Uh, but, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Spotify loves you. Um, uh, Spotify stands by John. Um, no, but I, I was going to say like from, uh, from, <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, from, I feel like they do, but not that long. That that's fucking five, six hours. They, they, you're yeah. going to, to, to the Bay area from Los Angeles. You're, that's like a minimum of like four to five or whatever. That's like, but is that's that too much thing time. Yeah. That they do? I could, that's what I'm saying. Yes. In the, yes. Then. And even in, and now in the nineties or whatever, like I see a big thing, but not five, a couple hours, like, you know, two, yeah. two, three hours. Cause how do I mean how the fuck do you think your mail gets to goddamn you know three I don't think or in in state they don't fly it in state bro that'd be insane no no I don't I don't think they do but I also think that someone has they, to be doing that I guess yeah I guess I don't know it just seemed it seemed like a weird premise but I I mean I'm sure it's based on I think it makes used... perfect sense I feel like on the weekend that's when they would do it like on the weekend if you want overtime you could do the hard job of driving super far in a mail truck hey. because that. Some mail has to go far. So, uh, good news is that Poetic Justice is actually on Amazon Prime. Uh, Correct. 
Which is great because most John Singleton movies are really hard to find on streaming. I still have never seen his first one. Um, the action joint, the, the John, the John Woo type joint, no, his, his maybe first, produced by John Woo. I want to say his first. He's got, he's got, a, he's got one before. Boys in the Hood. He's got a. Oh, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out later. He's got a he's John Woo connection somewhere down. Boys there. in maybe, the Hood. Maybe maybe it's just Higher Learning, Rosewood, Shaft, Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious, Four Brothers. An abduction. Forget I said anything. Whatever. I'm dead. I'm dead wrong. He's only I'm done really... nine movies, so that was you know. But uh, yeah, I was. I remember I was trying to watch a bunch of John Singleton movies in the summertime, and I couldn't find any of them online. It was like a whole thing. All right, so uh, yeah, so that's a you know a little summary of what we watched over mm-hmm. our, our winter break, and uh, we're gonna come back uh, next episode. Regular schedule. Yeah, we're, we're gonna back, go back boys. on uh, back on school. Girls. You know what? Let's not make any promises, Nana. Let's at least... <laughs> no, let's no, let's make promises so that we can keep them. Let's hold ourselves accountable That's to Malik, <laughs> to Malik and Malik uh, only, and Sean. <laughs> we'll be back uh, in two weeks, but in the meantime, Nana, where can people find us online? They can find us on Instagram. That's at the Stream Pod. They can email us at the Stream Pod at gmail and on Twitter at the stream pod underscore. Subscribe, like the show, tell a friend, pass it along, help us grow the community. Listening to this, we'll be back in two weeks. Oh, yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. How long you been back, man? I see the girls in the club, they're getting wild for me. And all the-